0: All right, guys. Welcome back into what is it—the fourth edition of the Betting Podcast. We have the WGC FedEx St. Jude uh, invitation, and then we're also going to be talking about the Bermuda Championship a little bit as well. Uh, just going over the two events. The WGC is obviously a no-cut event. It is, you know, the top players in the top players in the world coming together to uh, play a tournament, and then you've got the Bermuda uh, Barracuda, sorry, Championship, which oh, yeah. is which is a cut event and. It's a little bit different scoring format. I think that's why DraftKings doesn't have any contests available. Uh, but they also do have their sportsbook going this week for that. So we'll touch on both of those. Uh, Hazi, real quick, before we get into last week's recap, what's harder to win, a WGC event or a normal full tournament field event?
1: Uh, with Tiger in the field or without? Because when Tiger <laughs> was at the prime of his career. Exactly. I,
0: like,
1: I think it was something like he's won 18. Something he's won like one more WGC than... Everyone else combined in this week's field or something. I think it's exactly. eighteen and everyone else seventeen. That's what. Yeah. I don't know, but man, this field's loaded, man. I would honestly say a WGC. Yeah. Because at the PGA Championship next week, you're gonna have those like thirty professionals who are just bums that are just gonna miss the cut. Maybe one or two are gonna make it, and then you're gonna have like Rich Beam, who's yeah, just throw him in there. Yeah, he's not like like Brooks said last year, and it's so accurate it that like okay, you already cut the field in half because just they they're gonna crumble. Then you cut those people in half, and then when you get to it, there's only like maybe five or ten guys that realistically have a chance to win a major you look at the wgc field this week there's easily a dozen that you could say like yeah even 15 upwards of 20 that like yeah i could make a case for them to win this week
0: yeah i i agree with that uh especially with the p or the majors side of it it's like so easy to kind of narrow down which like 40 or so players you should be on yeah the only thing I would say is that sometimes with more players there's a little bit more random finishes. I guess we can echo that with last week where uh Michael Thomas Michael Thompson, sorry. I, I was at my bachelor party so I wasn't, you know, paying attention too much with that, you but uh,
1: uh you weren't all there
0: yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of more of a random finish. That guy, you know, he showed some upside a little bit recently. But our boy Richie Rowenski almost came through with a, you know, deep win. And then Tony Final, you know, top three finish. You know, overall, last week was, like, one of the best, like, advice weeks I think I might have ever had that, like, didn't result in, like, a huge profit. Which was kind of weird because, like, Ron kind of, like, what was going to happen last week, it just didn't come together. Like, I guess you could imagine it. Going coming together like it you know typically would with being that spot on it was just kind of a strange week.
1: Yeah, man, and it was saying like you like how usually it's in the twenty to sixty to range sixty to one that they're gonna win the event and Michael Thompson I think was one hundred twenty five to one maybe at the beginning of the term I'm not exactly sure <laughs> and it's like yeah besides the RBC Heritage where he played well that was the only event since the restart that he's played well in and I think the bigger concern to be honest with you and now listen I, I like Tony Finau I, I hope he wins but. This week just showed to me that I am, I'm not gonna bet him again, because the fact that he couldn't beat this field uh, again on a Sunday is just it's kind of demoralizing to to have him so talented to not be able to to get it done against Michael Thompson and yeah. Richard Rensky and all these other bums. So it's 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 a little disheartening to be honest.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I mean, still a top 10 finish. Maybe you just bet him to top 10 instead because he had, you know, in those events where he stands out. Dude, I really, I did. I really thought Wierenski was going to give us a, a wire-to-wired victory. There. That would have been pretty pretty sweet there. Um, but also Harris English, top 20 Harris English, you know, he got done for us there. That was kind of another.
1: Second round was, oof, he was on fire, especially uh, in the afternoon as well.
0: Yeah, it was pretty surprising, right? There were some yeah. weird rounds I remember seeing. I'm like, what? It's windy and you're going off? Yeah. He was one of those. Um, But this week, it is a little bit different week. Obviously, we can't really go too deep. There's going to be no top 40 bets that we can touch on, or are there? I don't don't know what the odds on that would be. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we can just get it kicked off. I know there's pretty much 12 players that are great chances to win. Do you want to start off and maybe touch on two or three guys that you like quite a bit?
1: Yeah, right away, the first couple that I like are uh, Morikawa and uh, Kepka. I mean, you know, I, I said I'm not a huge Kepka fan and I'm going to save it for the majors, but he did win here last year. Um, his game does seem to be rounding into form. He, I think he was first or second in strokes game T to green last week and dead last in putting. I think he lost over five or six strokes putting last week. Um, yeah, you know, he's won here before and it seems to be that the knee is clearing up a little bit. I know no one really thought it was an issue because he got surgery done in the offseason. Um, and then Colin Morikawa, I mean, uh, this is going to be a golf course Again, just like last week, there's a lot of water. Um, your ball striking is going to need to be top notch. And that just describes Colin Morikawa's DMT. And you're going to get both of those guys. Colin Morikawa is the one, two, three, four, five, six. He's the eighth favorite betting favorite this week. Guys like Sh- uh, Shoffley, Webb Simpson, uh, Roy McElroy, like in what world are they substantially that much better than Colin Morikawa this week or just in general? I don't see it like consistency wise he's just one of the best on tour and again Brooks Kepka 29 to one another guy that is just like he shouldn't be that price I get how he's playing but he's, he's trending upwards and we touched on this a couple weeks ago with John Rahm. I said that the reason why they're the best players in the world is because their their bad golf doesn't last very long and that's going to be the same with Brooks Kepka like he's gonna turn it around and I could definitely see it this week
0: yeah this would be the exact like Brooks Kepka week after a horrible week last week uh, gearing up for another PGA championship to go on and do well in this event. Um, I think we're kind of having a similar theme this week. It's like, don't mess around with the shorter rods, you know, pretty much anyone can win this event. Um, I'm actually, I kind of like Ricky Fowler this week, uh, just because That's he's a guy, mind. he's a guy that goes out and scores. I know he has had some really bad rounds here and there. Um, but I think it's just like small, fin. you know, small, changes in his new swing which we've seen that actually happen like from round to round his last event he shot like what an 81 and then came back and shot a 68 i mean the dude's night and day with his golf game right now but if it's going to be on and we know we get him for four rounds he's definitely a guy that can go out and shoot low even if he has one horrible round you definitely see him going off and you know doing pretty well it's just a longer shot odd bet that i like you know quite a bit
1: yeah man at 50 to one and it's like After he won I think it was a twenty nineteen yeah twenty nineteen waste management. Other than that, Ricky Fowler has essentially been the same golfer for the past year and a half, two years. And but for the longest time they were pricing him like he was this top elite golfer and it's like he's not. And yeah, at thirty to one he's a bad bet. But at fifty to one, especially in a shorter field, and like you said, you know, he's had a nine over first rounds and then missed the cut by one. Like he's battled back and he's eventually gonna figure it out. He's just too good to, you know, to struggle all the time. Like, he's going yeah. to, like, I'm not saying he's going to go and win for sure, but instead of having a nine over first round and coming back with a 65, like, why can't he go 69 65 and be in the final group? Like, right. Yeah. Like, just... it's it, it, Ricky Fowler for crying out loud. The man came top five in all four majors one year. Like, and at 50 to one, he's priced appropriately. Like, I'm sorry. 50 to one Ricky Fowler or 46 to one Billy Horschel. <laughs>
0: I don't get is that. It, I don't get it.
1: Is it and even 46 to 1, uh, Um, sorry, 41 to 1, Jason Day. So the guy had two good events at his home course, and he even admitted his back is at any given moment can just completely blow up on him. Yeah. And those two guys are, are, are priced lower than Ricky Fowler? Come on. Get out of here.
0: So I will say I think those two do have a little bit more likelihood of like top 10-ing this week. But I just don't see either of those two winning this week. It's like, if we're going to get good Ricky where he doesn't have that one horrible round, yeah, he's definitely going to have a good shot at going on winning. And we know Ricky, when he is like in contention, there's like just a, a slight difference in his mindset. You can ju- kind of just see it when you're watching him on live TV. He's like one of the few golfers where it's like, oh, he's actually going for it? Okay, this will be fun to watch. and. I, like you said, it's like, yeah, there there are some golfers this week where if you want to top 10 bet them, go ahead and top 10 them. You know, Billy Horschel, Jason Day, those guys are definitely just juiced up a little bit too much for their likelihood to win. So I agree there. Um, really, for me, I know... I don't, you know, like Terrell Haddon, Webb Simpson, and Daniel Berger. I really like all those three. They're great stat fits. Um, They should really go out and play well at this course. Webb obviously finished second here last year. Uh, Daniel Berger won it when it was um, just, you know, yeah, the full tournament field event. And that's kind of why I asked you the question earlier as well. It's like, was Berger's wins more impressive than, say, someone like Bruce Kepko's win last year? And it just kind of depends on how everyone else is playing in the WGC events too Um, but all four or all three of those guys I think are great stat fits and you know great plays I just don't really like their odds you got Daniel Berger I'm seeing 30 to 1 Xander 20 to 1 and Terrell Hatton 22 to 1 it's like yeah if you think that they're gonna win you know bet that but they're just not the best odds like we would want to see this week
1: yeah man I agree and it's just like I I like Daniel Berger just for the fact that he's won here before and he played well and like I said last week he was 300 through three at the memorial and then just fell off the map but like Xander Shoffley, like, has he shown us anything in the last two weeks? Like, look, mentally, like I said, and I'm gonna bet him at the PGA to shoot to be eight over after ten holes and then to come back like he did. Yeah, like I like that a lot, but that doesn't justify for me to be for him to be at twenty to one. Turtle Hatton as well, like, okay, he's a, he won the Arnold Palmer and he had a couple good events coming back since the restart, but it's Turtle Hatton for fuck's sakes. Like, <laughs> let, let, let's slow our roll a little bit. And another guy, I like, like yeah, so I like Markawa, Kepka, Fowler. I like Berger and I like Gary Woodland at 46 to 1 this mm-hmm. week. Another guy who strikes the hell out of the golf ball and is putting. Again, sometimes it's hard to get out of your head. Like, even for me, that's like Gary Woodland's a good putter, but he's a fucking good putter. He is. And it's like, okay, again, a guy at 46 to 1 in this field, he was not 46 to 1 at a full field event <laughs> where there's more guys that can win. And this course, again, suits his game. So I really like, and then, you know, like, again it's going to be in the like the maybe thomas goes out winner rom goes on win whatever you wouldn't be surprised at to one but mm-hmm. it's probably going to be another 20 to 61 range winner where you could be like yep totally see that
0: yeah the thing i like about like john rom and justin thomas from like just like a lineup standpoint for you know DraftKings is that they're most likely going to top 10 probably you know top five obviously it's really hard to win a wgc event like this where there's the top players in the world so why bet them at those odds just you know it's less likely. Um, I will say, you know, you really touched on a point that I've been noticing kind of this week is that people are really favoring course history this week, which is kind of crazy. It's, it's a WGC event, especially, you know, last year with, you know, looking at course history. I, some of these guys, they just show up, they don't have it that week. They just don't really care to try it that much where, yeah, if you're in contention, yeah, sure. You're going to go on, you know, try and try to win it. But if you don't have it that week, golfers know it. They're not really going to grind over some putts and shots. So, like Gary Woodland last year finished 55? Sure. He didn't have it last last year. Who's to say You know that I have him as a top 10 staff at, Who's to say that he can't go out and play well? And he only has those reduced odds this week because he finished 55th here last year. So, I agree with that approach.
1: Yeah, and it's like the FedEx St. Jude setup is completely different than the WGC setup. It just is now this year, i don't know in terms of covid and however how much people they can have on the course working on but blah, blah, i'm sure it's still gonna be in they're still gonna it's still gonna be in the same condition as last year but it's it's 100 harder now than it is to win the fedex st jude so course history like we said for last year's 3m open like it was the second year of the event that like, you can only rely on course history so much dude and i think it's the same this week like yeah okay exactly gary will the 55th last year but like He won the fucking US Open last year. Yeah. Guys, come on. Like, really? He won the US Open the month before. Like, come on.
0: He's a guy where, if you look at his stats, too, it just seems like he's due to win. Um, But, dude, talking about last week, too, it's like we talked about how, like, putting, um, like, it's only been one year sample size. A lot of the people that were in the top 10 or right around the, you know, trying to win were great putters last week. So, it's just kind of funny
1: switch yeah
0: exactly at least
1: we won't have to worry about having a six to six lineup this week that'll be nice
0: oh i know it was like one percent <laughs> though i mean you knew it's gonna happen so yeah it's like you i know. was
1: telling you just before we started like yeah it's the one week where if you faded everyone at the top you would have won a shit ton of money because every other tournament this week this year since the restart the guys at the top have been right there mm-hmm. it's the one time
0: and you know, for me, if Paul Casey, it's like the second straight week with Paul Casey or Lucas Glover make the cut last the week before that was if Daniel Berger made the cut, it would have been a huge week where that's kind of the beauty of PGA DFS, I guess, but also kind of why you want to bet sometimes because you don't have to grind out the cuts. For sure. Um, so there are, um, two guys lower, lower down that I do like quite a bit, um, but I just don't see them winning. I don't. It's like kind of like two weeks ago, where there's no point in betting lower odds because most likely they're not going to win. I just yeah. think, compared to what the odds are saying and kind of what their stats and you know just overall fit for this week, I like them. And that's Ches Reevy, Nick Taylor. You know, deeper odds for us this week. Um, like I said, I don't think that they're going to go out and win. But maybe if you want to bet them to top ten, I could definitely see that, and that kind of be the approach that I would go with this week.
1: Yeah, man. Um... If I could pick a guy that's over 100-1 to and, you know, Strokes gained to Green, he's 7th, which I think is going to be, like, important this week, total putting 70th. He has been putting better. His game a couple years ago was top-notch and kind of fell off, but we've seen him at the Rocket Mortgage be up there and a couple other events. I like Matt Wallace this week, if you want a long shot, at 110-1. to I know I'm going to play him on DraftKings as well. It's just every time you look at the leaderboard, you see Matt Wallace there, and it's like, yeah, I understand. There's probably a couple of chip ins and a couple whatever, but like, like he won a. He was a really good player in the European mm-hmm. Tour. I think he was like a fringe rider, cupper. So it's like he has he has that capability, and at 110 to one in a short field again, and the guy we've seen at the top of the leaderboard who has some like some good stats for this golf course, uh, I think it's worth a flyer.
0: Yeah, yeah, I. Don't have anything wrong with that pick. That's the problem with this week is like you could almost make an argument for anyone in the field. So, you know, these deeper odd shots really do make sense. I do have a question for you. So we got Phil Mickelson and Mackenzie Hughes and Cameron Champ, all guys that can definitely go on and score. They're not the best at bogey avoidance, but I don't know. We've been able to see it. Plenty of Phil Mickelson rounds this year uh, with the future coverage. The dude goes low and he's like been tied for the lead. You know, going into, like, the back nine, and then he, like, falls apart to, like, where he's only, like, T50. There's been a bunch of rounds like that for Phil. I know Mackenzie Hughes is a guy that's been in with Goldo quite a bit, and so is Cameron Champ. Any thoughts on those three specifically, potentially winning it with four rounds? If
1: I had to rank those guys, I literally would be, like, Mickelson, Hughes, and Champ just in terms of a birdie on DraftKings is three points, a bogey is half a point. Phil Mickelson is going to shoot even par. With six birdies and <laughs> right. six bogeys, we know that, but it's a lot better than someone shooting two under with just with three birdies and a bogey. So you lose that bogey-free round, no three birdie in a row streak. Like Phil going to get you a lot of DraftKings points, and we've seen him play. Well, I'm pretty sure he's won a FedEx St Jude before on this golf. course. Yeah, so before I'll pull his up his courses. There, too. I'm pretty sure. And it's like, up. again, a guy who, if like at the Travelers, the first two rounds he was hitting it semi semi good off the <laughs> right. tee, like not out of bounds. And he scored well. And then on the weekend, he couldn't drive the ball to save his life. And we saw what happened. So if you can s- drive the ball just okay, we know he's going to make a lot of birdies. And we know Mackenzie Hughes, if there's a putt over 45 feet, he's the guy you want on the yeah. Tour to make that putt because he just seems to be making long putts all the time. So I would go Mickelson, Hughes, and then Champ because I, I just trust Mickelson in terms of no Sport. cut. So he's going to sh- yeah he's going to make a shit ton of birdies. And we know if Mickelson's out of contention, which he probably will be, he's going to be attacking every pin. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and you kind of echoed the point there. It's like, yeah, um, no cut events, you get four rounds out of these guys that can go on and score. You know, maybe they produce their salary or odds a little bit better. You know, all these guys that we mentioned lower down, you can bet them on top ten if you don't feel comfortable betting yeah. them to win. But I have, I have a weird, sneaky feeling about Phil this week. I don't know what it is, but you look at his course history. You mentioned it, fifty seventh through last year, and then three straight top twelve finishes at this course, so really not bad for course history. He has shown that he can go out and play well at this course. I do have one other flyer that I've gotten on a little bit more as it's went on, um, but I'll let you go ahead, and if you have any other other ones, you can go first. Well,
1: I thought you were going to say Eric Royan your, uh, your favorite golfer <laughs> your there. Who he most had, like betted
0: prepared. on golfer last week. See, that's what Eric's. I'm talking about. I was, I know he was I
1: at 50-1 to one to start the week, and he got bet down to 36-1. to one.
0: Horrible. Just horrible last week for those people that were yeah, doing that. I didn't get it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't get it at all. But yeah, I like Phil Mickelson, and it's kind of weird. Like he was 140 to one at the Travelers, he's 126 to one this week. So like, you kind of believe in that stuff. Like it's kind of around the same price mm-hmm. point. Um, again, I I think I was on him a couple weeks too early. Maybe you just need some competitive rounds. But again, a top 25, top 30 golf in the world, Bern Feisberger. Like he had a really good. Set. I think he shot. You think he was two over in the, on Thursday and then shot 500 on Friday? Mm-hmm. And you know, a guy that seems to be maybe rounding into some form and. Again, shorter field, top 30 player in the world, 140-1. to I could, you know, you could justify that a lot of hell more Mm -hmm. than slashing the odds by a third and betting Billy Horschel.
0: Yeah, and so this kind of, I made this point, like, what, three weeks ago or so. These, like, guys that are coming overseas, I just want to, they're eventually going to put it together. And then that's when you want to attack them. So, you know, I think... You might be jumping the gun early a week for him, but for at these odds this week, I completely yeah. get it. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, and if he has another good week this week, he's going to be a nice value play probably next week. If he's Is he in the event next week? He should be, right? Yeah, for
1: sure. And it's like you almost wish he doesn't have that good <laughs> week this week because then next yeah. week, he could probably pop off, and it's like, yep, that's a three and a half percent own guy, or whatever the oh, case may
0: be. Same thing with. Well, I want Xander and Ricky to like play well enough to show us enough that we can trust them, but not yes. to go on and dominate, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: um uh, But so my last guy. So it's going to be Brent Snedeker. I got him at 175 to one on DraftKings. It's not a play that I actually love a ton, but I kind of is he? Yeah. Okay. Well, see, I always say to people like. Billy Horschel and Brent Snedeker are kind of like a very similar player where you just kind of play the one that's cheaper. Uh, and, obviously, his odds are a lot better than Billy Horschel's. You look at his course history, 27th year last year, 6th year before that. And, sure, his like total driving ball striking is not that good. But everything else is pretty much there. His uh, Strokes gain total is top 50s, uh, total putting is top 50 is birdie to bowie and bowie avoidance are both top 20 as well so you know those are kind of key stats that you need to look at this week and he's a guy that's shown that he can play well at this course obviously his recent form is just pure trash but at those odds for kind of just a veteran guy that you know should be able to figure it out i don't mind it i
1: trust this putter a lot of hell more than fucking horses i'll tell you that much (laughs) he puts the hell out of the golf ball and that's another guy we like we've said it multiple times like if a guy can just start rolling in some putts, like I think he's been kind of the same player, like maybe a little bit worse, something negligible, but he just hasn't putted as well as he has in years past. Mm -hmm. Yep. But maybe coming back home, you know, some more familiarity with the surroundings, you know, he might pop off and then it's like, okay, yep. And then you'd feel like an idiot because it's like, yeah, it makes sense.
0: Yeah. And that's pretty much exactly. It's one of those ones where it's like, huh, those are nice odds. This is a play that we could easily see doing well.
1: I I mean, Adam at the, uh, was a 2018. What's the one that I keep forgetting in Tampa, Valspar, where Tiger Meat almost won his first event again. And it was like, I had him and Snedeker as my two bets, and would just absolutely just parachuted, jumped off a cliff on, on Saturday. I think it was shot like seven over, or whatever. That was the last time we've really seen him in contention.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure he's had a couple of like decent finishes here and there um, this season, but yeah, it's really not been anything great at all. But maybe he turns it around this week. Obviously, these are lower shot no, odds for a exactly, reason.
1: Exactly. Sure. That's exactly the point.
0: I mean, it, ah, so there are a couple of matchups that kind of caught my eye. But really, what I want to talk about, I don't know if you you have that on Bet365, but there are a couple of group matchups that I kind of decently like on DraftKings. But I also do have to say a big F you to DK. Uh, there's a, what is it, Group B it's between Xander, Daniel Berger, Terrell Hatton, Colin Morikawa, and Webb Simpson. Like, that's just a big FU. Those guys are all <laughs> good contention yeah. to possibly win.
1: The only difference I have in that group, it's group is are the same, except the only difference is there's no Morikawa. uh Matsuyama instead.
0: Oh, so just don't bet against, don't play Matsuyama. <laughs> Man,
1: Group C, though, uh, for me, Group C on Bethesda's Five is DJ, uh, Captain America, Brooks Kepka, Tony Finau, Jason Day, like, I like Brooks up four and a half to one. Like
0: That's not bad.
1: Or, huh. or even look at this group, Group D. This is a bigger joke. You got Fowler, Woodland, Horschel, Answer, and Spieth. I like Fowler and Woodland.
0: Fowler and with Woodland. So what are your thoughts on that, betting two of them?
1: Exactly. That's what I mean because, you're, yeah, you're for sure going to break even.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with that. The one I'm seeing right now is a Group F. You got Spieth, Casey, Kucher, Leishman, and Poulter. I, I kind of think that Casey is going to go ultimate troll mode like he has done his whole career and just have a solid week this week.
1: Man, what an ugly group that is to make a right? bet on. Like, honestly. Like, exactly. Oh, but you you're start? getting
0: better odds. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, but Casey's, if this, again, if, like I just mentioned, if it's not the spar then Casey, or the Sheldon, <laughs> and then it's just, like, not about it.
0: I'm glad, though. I'm glad he's not, like, tricking us into playing him for the PGA Championship. Like, if he would have made the last two cuts, it's like, oh, well, now we got to play him because he's checking all the boxes.
1: I, I would not be surprised if I throw him in a PGA Championship lineup, honestly. Just, like, just no, no, he's going to play well because this, this, and this. And just, like, misses the cuts. Like, yep.
0: He's a great no ball striker. Sport. Great yeah, tall driver. No there's
1: feeling, though, like, having a guy six over with, like, nine holes to go and the cuts at two under, and it's like, yep, I'm at the top of the leaderboard right now, but... In about two and a half hours, my chances are just completely gone. There's no
0: worse. Lucas Clever last week. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, So do you want to transition into the Barracuda? And maybe you can touch on the PGA a little bit as well. I mean, it's kind of a quicker podcast this week, obviously, with the shortened uh, players. The
1: only thing I like about the Barracuda is that it's in a fucking – it's in a nice area. Yeah. Um, Other than that, man – I saw his tweet, and he, he screwed me at the Turkish Airlines Open. But uh, Matthias Schwab led the. He was one of the best guys last week on Tita Green, and mm-hmm. if he again, it's just it all comes down to short game. i was telling you again, I was played golf earlier today, and must have been negative 18. Like honestly, five over after after three with no miss fairways and one miss green. Like just oh, jeez, that's yeah, yeah, just absolutely incredible. So that, that's like that's like Schwab almost is like. If you can just put it okay, like again, Russell Henley is a favorite at twenty one to one. Like, come on,
0: got Ryan this, Moore and DK, but yeah, suit.
1: Yeah, you just close your eyes and throw a dart, and you probably couldn't go wrong that way. But <laughs> again, a guy at thirty four to one, like, do I like Burns or Norin or Kidiyama? Like, no, I, I kind of like Schwab at thirty four to one. It seems pretty good to me in this field.
0: <laughs> I got you. That's, I mean, that's not bad. That's, it's a scoring contest for that tournament, and you know, he's a guy that obviously popped a little bit. Last week, and he's a guy that you know could continue that this week. But uh, speaking of golfing, just quick story time. So, for the bachelor party, we did like just you know a normal golf event. We started out with uh best ball and then scramble, so best score on the front nine. Um, started out with birdie, like right down the middle, 10 foot putt, make a birdie. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Was
1: it all you though, or no?
0: Yeah, that was all me. So, yeah, yeah, the front nine, it was just whoever had the best score, you take that. And then pretty much 12 straight holes in a row we had a chance for birdie and could not make a single freaking birdie putt. It was the most painful thing yeah. ever. And it's just like, yep, putting matters. Short game matters. Very well, man, frustrating. But... At the
1: DFS Open where we were at earlier this year, our group started off with a birdie on a pretty difficult par 3. Mm-hmm. Like Our last guy just put it right in. Lots of speed, though, like tons of speed. But right in the middle, it was like, uh-huh. we got a par 5 next. We're feeling good. Ready to go like good drives everything and then just par and it just was downhill from there it's the worst
0: it's the worst i i hate honestly burning the first song and then just playing like ass after that um, but getting back to the better Cuda, Um So I'm looking at Cameron Davis, kind of for the same reasons that you echoed about uh, Schwab there. Uh, I got him at plus 45 to one on DraftKings. He's a guy that can definitely go on and score. I don't mind that. Uh, but our guy last week, Richie Rowenski, he's at 35 to one. Obviously he's been showing some good form. I do expect him to regress a little bit, but this is an easier field event. You could easily go on and play well. And then I got two others here. Scott Stallings, once again, made the cut.
1: Yep, and had a really good second round.
0: Yep, exactly. And then uh, Will Gordon, I don't mind as well. Plus 55 to one, not horrible. There are some deeper odds guys that I don't mind as well. I I'll say those if you don't have any other ones because I know it's yeah. kind of a bad week. Yeah, you know,
1: this is this is the kind of like the three M Open last week where you just want to limit your exposure a little bit. And uh, just, Will Gordon, best best caddy on the PGA Tour.
0: Why? Why is that? I didn't see that.
1: Don Donatello, you remember him from the big break?
0: No, no I don't. I only watched like one season of The Big Break and that was with like Shank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, you know, he was at, like,
1: I think he was on the second season I want to say like 04 or something like that, but yeah, he was one of their uh, he was kind of like a character on that show uh-huh. so he was yeah, kind of not liked, but They it's should come... To come full circle sometimes. Yeah,
0: that is pretty crazy. Uh, they should come out with that on like Netflix or like Hulu or something. I would definitely binge watch exactly. that show. That's a great show.
1: Where where are they now?
0: yeah yeah uh, a
1: couple a couple of PG tour winners Fino and wesley Bryan. i think they were on the same show as well which is incredible to me
0: yeah didn't you say uh richie warwinski was on it too
1: Wierenski won the big break yep so,
0: so yeah. i, guess, I
1: mean, national so that's a pretty good place to win it
0: yeah for sure so we got uh tim wilkinson 125 to one and he's a guy that's you know he's a good staff at for this <laughs> course and he made the cut last week right see i I'm not as sharp on these like lower name guys as I was, you know. Typically, I'm just because I, I didn't watch it. I wasn't as like into it last week, just because I had my cash build that was like, oh, this is easy week to cash, and I'm good right. to go. And I didn't have like any GPPs that had any chance of winning, so it's just kind of like a oh, solid week. Let's move on to the next week. What? But yeah, I like Tim Wilkinson at those odds, and then Tim
1: Wilkinson is going to be our new favorite, uh, our new favorite guy. We got to get him on the podcast,
0: right? I mean, Talk I'm sure. Sh-
1: every week, Tim. You got to come on. Come on.
0: We're building you a fan base. <laughs> yeah.
1: in, in Midwest America, Tim. Come on.
0: Yes, yes. And, and uh, Seamus Power, kind of the same thing 175 to 1. Guy that let us down last week. Maybe he can bounce back and have a good week this week.
1: One round, really, though.
0: Mm-hmm, Exactly. One horrible round. So those guys that haven't played a ton, like Power, you know, it's kind of expected where they have are kind of streaky like that.
1: This would be another week where. You see 150 to guy, one guy win, and you're like, yep.
0: Exactly. Like three open. No, it, yeah, exactly. So, yep. not, it, Both this week and last week, we touched on it. Don't play too much. Kind of save for the PGA Championship. We're oh. going to get some really nice juiced-up odds. Do you want to talk about the PGA Championship a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, a betting tip, I guess, more so for the PGA Championship. Like, if you really like a guy, like, let's say, I know Xander's not a great bet.
0: Not right now. When he does great. bad yeah. next week, you hope <laughs> not <laughs>
1: to be able to parlay guys to like win you know this week and next week but let's say let's say you think Xander's gonna have a really good week this week and you see he's at I think he's 34 to 1 next week like Mm -hmm. I would say get on these guys now because their odds aren't gonna get better we know this so if Xander top fives he's not gonna be 34 to 1 we know Tiger's gonna be Tiger no matter what Mm -hmm. Uh, we saw what happened to Rom's number when he won the memorial and that was a few weeks out so it's just gonna happen so if you really like a guy if you like Fowler, I think he's 50 to 1 at the PGA as well. I mean, get on him now because, again, like we were talking about earlier, if he plays well, which we expect him to do and wouldn't be surprised, that number's going to go down to 35. And then then you're going to be like, oh, Ricky at 35. Like, really?
0: Yep, exactly. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And that would actually be one I'd probably place a little bit of units on this week just because, you know, the stuff you just echoed, he's really close to, you know, getting his game together. And if it comes together this week, he could really be in line for a great week next week.
1: I was telling you last week too I was like this I honestly feel like and I'm sure you could probably get stats to back this up and for next week I'll look it up but it's like West Coast major man West Coast winner besides Gary last year but he's like Kansas I mean not West but it's not East either I mean you're gonna get Tiger one at Torrey Uh, Morikawa's from California Fowler's from California Woods uh, like I could totally see those guys Shoffley's from California like I, I honestly believe that a West Coast guy is going to win it next week.
0: It, it always does help somewhat, but, I mean, there are certain players where, I guess, like within last year, where he just fits that course so much that, yeah, you're going to Poana, play him a little man.
1: bit. If you up playing on Poana, it's completely like, you get a, a lot of guys who are, make a really good putt and it just breaks for random people. Yeah. That can really get to you, and other guys just get the right part for the course.
0: Used to Yeah, exactly. That's true. Those just little mental victories, or, I guess, <laughs> mental losses, I guess, where you don't have them. Um, I'm looking at it, dude, like, honestly, it's kind of the same thing for me right now. Hatton has decent odds, 45 to 1. Daniel Berger has solid odds, 50 to 1. But I don't expect Berger to win. I don't. Maybe, like, a top 10 you could bet him on. Any long shot bets that you can see right now that you'd possibly bet on?
1: Oh, man. Uh we go down here. A burn, maybe like we just talked about 150 to one. Again, it's like it's a top 30 player in the mm-hmm. world. Like, how can you go wrong betting it? Like, I really don't understand. Um, Schwarzl, he said something in an interview or on Twitter about his game coming around. And you look at his stats, it was like, Yeah, miss cut tied for 50th, miss cuts. Like, yeah, okay, bud. but it's like it did, it, it kind of came together last week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: another guy who kind of flooped the major, I mean, but whatever, still a major yeah. winner. Um, and then maybe. Maybe Wallace or Willitt at 110 to one both their games are trending in the right direction
0: yeah so one is sticking out to me right now and if he has a good week this week it's gonna completely flip um Chez Reeve. I got him at let me look
1: you love Ches Reby eh?
0: 200 well he's just trending in the right direction his stats are getting you know progressively better as well you know if he honestly if he does well if he gets a top 15 next week those odds are not going to be the same as they are right now, yeah. so I mean, it might be worth to throw a little bit on, and maybe you can cash out early if he does, you know, well. I mean, he was in contention for what the U.S. Open last year, yeah, top, at, top exactly, six I'll finish. Look,
1: even at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, he plays well. So, like again, in the U.S. Open was at Pebble last year, like he likes to, seems to like to play in California. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't I don't mind
0: it at all. It just it just really shocks me at those odds. I mean, he's priced like around Lanto Griffin, Sung Kang. Uh, Jimmy Walker. No, thank you. No, yeah, thank you. Exactly. So he's really like the last one that I could potentially see myself getting on.
1: The lowest you're going to go, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Other than that, there's just a bunch of junk where there's some players I could see like top 25ing, yeah. but that's about it. Absolutely. Any, uh, any closing thoughts? That's a pretty quick podcast, but he's, easier week. <laughs> Lower definitely week.
1: Definitely a little bit of an easier week than the 3M Open, but yeah. I think we're going to touch on the PJ I think. Uh, Next week we're gonna do a couple of shows. We'll go more in depth. So, yeah, be a fuck a majors finally back, man. Feels so good.
0: Yeah, for sure. We should. uh, So, anyone that's watching this right now, just put in the comments like when you would like to see the betting podcast. Uh, We'll do probably a live stream. Well, we're gonna do a live stream next. We could probably do Monday, Wednesday. Heck, I could bring Hazi onto the normal Wednesday live stream and just you know do a certain DK section, and then we'll just bring in the betting section as well. That could be like an hour long podcast or. I guess, vlog cast on Wednesday, but Monday will probably Monday. You think in for the live stream? Yeah. And then also if you guys have questions coming in for the betting podcast on Monday on the live stream, just put it in the comment section. Um, if you guys have a specific question you want answered, me and Hazi are obviously talking to each other. Uh, it's more of a conversation than, you know, the Wednesday normal podcast. So if you guys have a specific question you want answered, uh, you can throw like a dollar at it and we'll uh, get that answered right away for you.
1: Or a loony, whatever you want. Yeah, loony.
0: <laughs> what about a toonie? That's all I got for my Canadian money. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the
1: one thing, that's obviously our dollar shit, so it's not better in that terms. But, man, having like different colors for the bills, game changer.
0: <laughs> that's true. A lot quicker.
1: No, it's a 20.
0: You never have to mix up a 10 and a 12. I guess more like a 10 and a 5 or something like that.
1: Abe Lincoln is on the 5, No
0: dude I, i'm telling you i know what i know and that's one of the things that i don't care about
1: or andrew jackson's on the five one of the two the i'm usually good with these things i have
0: to pull it up i don't have my wallet by me but
1: <laughs> all right do it yeah <laughs> well i know george washington's on the five that's easy first president oh he Lincoln. and i was right so i'm gonna andrew jackson's on the 10 or the 20 i'm assuming
0: so you got uh, history and american currency
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, Geography.
1: I also want to move to America. That's also a thing. So,
0: <laughs> Florida.
1: Oh, but me, I was Not like, right hey, now, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, right now, but it's like, uh, it's just I don't want to. I don't want to see snow anymore. I'm just over it. Alexander Hamilton. I was never going to guess that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. Over, I'm over shoveling snow. I'm just completely over it. Your body gets all slow you're in like slow mo- you ever tried to text in the winter that's the best way to explain it. Going, like you know like you're in slow motion everything you're doing is slow motion people forget how to drive it takes you a million hours to get anywhere it's just not enjoyable we live on the west coast of florida they've had one hurricane in the past 60 years you're fine you're good cost of living is cheap fantastic
0: you have to worry about some dumbasses here and there in florida but that's about it dude my biggest pet peeve is in the winter in the morning it's like i shove off my car and everything get the heater going and then just windshield is still foggy and it just takes yeah, forever man. for that to clear up i'm like i'm ready to drive this is going to take another 20 minutes or 10 minutes it's just like come on so annoying
1: your, your your driveway it's like the snow plow comes around my street and then dumps the snow from the road in front of my fucking driveway so i gotta do my driveway and get do the front of my driveway so i can get out man you, it makes me frustrated right now when it's july what 20 what twenty
0: eight, man gotta yeah, enjoy the nice weather that's the nice thing about it's flies can,
1: by, though, honestly. It's like it's already August. Whereas, I mean, this year's a little bit different. But still, yeah. it usually always flies by. It does. The only thing I'm looking forward to, man, Bill's football. If it I happens. Get a podcast on that going too soon.
0: Yeah, we'll get some fantasy football podcasts going for sure. I'm going to start cranking those. Out. I'm just kind of waiting to see if it's actually going to take place. It's been kind of some weird news, especially with MLB. Man, how good has the PGA done, though, compared to, like, NBA 100%. and MLB? 100%. I mean, straight flex. Bryson's out there just straight flexing on the freaking – Oh.
1: Seven positive, was it 10 positive tests in the over 10,000 they've done? And it's like, unbelievable.
0: what, like six of them were players?
1: Yeah. And it's like, guys, this is what people like the quick COVID rant. It's like, okay, Florida Marlins tested positive. They're all asymptomatic. It's like, one, I could have told you that because they're all elite athletes. They're all in, in elite shape. So, them getting Corona, they're not even going to really notice it, probably. Number one. Number two, and the PGA Tour showed this, and maybe they really needed this long of a break, but you cannot not play sports. It's just not going to happen because whether you want to take the vaccine, don't want to take the vaccine, whatever you believe about that, that is the only way they can definitively say everything is safe. And one, people have the right to say, no, I'm not going to take it, so you're not going to be able to get everyone to take it. And two, that's not going to come till 2022 if they actually do it properly in terms of not rushing a product out there that you're can a have a some harmful side effects. So what are you going to do? I mean, the football competes with God on Sunday and wins most of the time. Like, they're, they make so much money. It, it, it's like they can't not play. And they don't give a shit about it. Going to a football game, I think you can attest to, is probably one of the most boring thing of all time. But, man, it's unbelievable to watch on TV. It is. All these sports, they have to play. So the sooner they, these commissioners understand that, let's get going here. Like, well, come on.
0: The thing about football, which makes it easier, it's like, sure you test positive you might have to sit out a game or two you're resting up your body anyways It could actually yeah. benefit some teams here and there that are a little bit more in you know have good depth on their roster but mlb you're pretty much just like the marlins are kind of fucked right now but it's yeah. baseball and you know golf is better than baseball we've talked about that a couple of times on here
1: it's way easier though golf has that luxury of social distance in terms of the players just and in stuff.
0: general already yeah
1: I would have loved to see twitter's reaction of john rom shook nicholas's hand after he won because remember he's like oh, i'll do whatever you want and it, yeah. if, if rom just gave him a nice handshake twitter would, golf twitter would have blown up 100
0: golf Ray- twitter is so uh-huh. weird man just some days they're looking for stuff to complain about some days they're looking for stuff to celebrate it's very interesting
1: yeah. well we said it was gonna be a shorter podcast but then we got into a covid rant
0: <laughs> we got into some rants here you're right but that's what you gotta do that's what makes podcasts fun so yeah for any of you guys that are still listening, we have a big week for you next week. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. We'll catch you on the next one for the PGA Championship. All right, let's have a good weekend. as always, let's keep cashing.
1: Thanks.